0: Welcome to Make It Count, living a legacy life where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God, and that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. I'm so glad today to introduce you to my new friend, Blake Brewer. He is from Oklahoma, and you'll hear that a little bit in his accent. I like that. My sister's in Arkansas, not too far from you. And he is a man on a mission. Let me tell you, I just spent some uh, great minutes talking to him about his legacy. And when he had, uh, when I saw that he has legacy in his uh, mission, I thought, well, we had to have him on the Make It Count Living a Legacy Life. Because, Blake, you are living a legacy, and I am so excited for my audience that they get to hear what it is. So if you would begin first by telling us a little bit about your family and your ministry and what it's called, and maybe just give us that mission statement, and then we'll get into the questions.
1: Absolutely. Well, Sue, I really am excited to be here today, and I really enjoyed talking to you. And I've listened to some of your episodes, and I just love what you're doing. And so I've been looking forward to this all day, getting to hang out with you. I've been doing all the busy work. Just looking forward to this time with you. Um, But I have an amazing wife, Amanda. We've been uh, married for 11 years. We have a five-year-old Gracie Kate, a three-year-old Bo who came out of the womb at 11 pounds, four ounces. And then we do have have a five-month-old named Brooks. And so we're having a blast around my house right now. And I am really trying to be a good dad like I had um, for me. And the same way that my dad's voice is still in my life, which we're going to be talking about, I'm trying to get my voice into my children's life so that I can guide them and lead them and help them be uh, successful in life.
0: Uh, Your tagline is founder of Legacy Letter Challenge. Tell us what that means and how you got started.
1: Well, the Legacy Letter Challenge is a mission uh, that I'm on to help one million dads write at least one well written meaningful lasting legacy letter and it was born out of a personal tragedy um, before we jump into that personal tragedy I just I want to take a minute just to talk about uh, the power of a father's voice. Um, which I believe is the most powerful voice on the planet. And uh, and so really this mission is about helping a father um, amplify that voice, um, but also uh, cutting through um, everything that's in the world. It's very difficult right now for a father to uh, speak into their child's life. Not only do we live in a culture where fathers are really downplayed, and, and even when you see on TV, you know, yeah fathers are like the, the beer guzzling idiot. And so that kind of plays with the father psyche. And especially when everyone else in his family, whether it's his wife or his kids, they just are, in our culture is like led to believe, Oh, my dad doesn't know anything. He's an idiot. And so I really try to help dads understand, no, your voice is so powerful in your child's life. But then past that even a father knows that and he wants to speak into his child's life not only now he's competing with the information age you've got google and everything out there you have social media where children are on average this is crazy sue children are on on social media on average seven and a half to nine hours a day listening to all kinds of people other than their parents other than their father and Uh, You know, they're listening to people that we would never even trust with our children. Yet those people are speaking into our life. But even if they're not listening to those people, they're listening to maybe their peers at school, which you think is not that bad. But the research has shown that whenever your identity is shaped by your peers and not by your parents and especially your father, you're just uh, less successful. You have you're more insecure. You don't know who you are. You run into more trouble. And so absolutely. A father and parents, but fathers uh, fathers have to step into that role to help their children know who they are and know their identity.
0: Well, tell us your story, and because I have okay.
1: a million questions. Okay. Well, uh, when I was 19 years old, uh, my family and I went on a vacation to uh, Hawaii. I just finished my freshman year of college. We went on this. Amazing vacation and we had gone to Florida before in Colorado, but this was like our pinnacle vacation and I have a sister, a younger sister, younger brother, and we took my grandmother on this trip with us and we were all excited and the first day we were there, we went to Hanama Bay and one of the most beautiful beaches in the world and as soon as we got there, of course, we went snorkeling and uh, we were out there for a little bit and then we came in to the beach and I was ready to lay down uh, on the beach. My sister laid down, my mom laid down. And my dad didn't lay down. And my dad was like, we're in Hawaii. Like I'm not just laying down on the beach. I want to go back out there. And my dad was an athlete. He was drafted uh, in the NFL uh, by the wow. Atlanta Falcons. Uh, kind of his claim to fame. And really my claim to fame growing up is that he was uh, Terry Bradshaw's tight end at Louisiana tech. They were best friends in college. And uh, I have this really cool picture of my dad and Terry Bradshaw and President Nixon uh, in the Oval Office uh, their senior year. They got invited up there. So my dad was like, man, I'm going back out there. And so he started walking down the beach. And I remember laying there on the beach and I and I was just thinking, man, I just want to lay here. But, but more than that, I want to go be with my dad. And so I remember running down the beach and I caught up to my dad and my dad with a smile on his face said, look who decided to join me. And I could just feel in that moment that my dad just enjoyed being with me. And really, this is one of the best gifts that a father can give their children is to just enjoy spending time with them. That's the most loving thing that you can do. And so my dad went, went and I went out into the water. And of course, uh, we were not just going to stay in the shallow wind. And so we kept um, going further and further out as we were looking at some amazing fish and a sea turtle, and we ended up in an area called Witch's Brew. Now I know it's called that. And the water was really treacherous. And um, my dad and I got separated and I started looking for him, where is where is my dad? And I saw him getting out of the water onto these rocks. And I remember thinking, this is not good that he's getting out of the rocks there, right there. Um, and sure enough, a wave crashed against my dad and knocked him back down in the water. And so, Uh, I knew I needed to get over to him to see how he was doing, and I heard him uh, yelling for help, and my dad had a really deep, booming voice, and this, this yell for help was more like a whimper, and so I knew that he was in trouble. And by the time I got to my dad, um, my dad was unconscious uh, underneath the water. And I just remember thinking, oh my goodness, like this is way more serious than I thought. I've got to get my dad to shore. And so, so I put my arms around him and just started swimming And the beach was not that close. I had to swim around that rock that my dad climbed on. And I just did the best that I could get my dad to shore, the lifeguard and another snorkeler showed up and helped get my dad to shore. Um, and they started doing CPR on my dad, and I remember getting on my knees next to next to my dad and just crying out to God, God, would you please save my dad's life? Mm. And just kind of like in the movies where you expect the person they're doing CPR to, like the water to just come out of their mouth and their eyes open up. I just knew that at any moment this was going to happen, right? my mom and sister were on the beach and they kind of saw all the commotion and they said, Oh my goodness, that's where dad and Blake were. And so they ran, ran over there. And I'll never forget my mom just running up to me and while they're still doing CPR on my dad. And I said, mom, this is not good. Um, I don't know if he's going to make it. And they loaded my dad up in the ambulance. My mom went with them. My sister and I had to drive the rental car, um, but they, they beat us to the hospital um, where we got a call that, they had pronounced my dad dead. And it was so surreal because just in a matter of moments, it literally was one of the best days of my life. And now my dad is gone um, forever. Like what is life about to look like without my dad? Like my entire family is about to look different. And I, it was several hours after we got home from the hospital and I was in the back bedroom uh, of the of the condo. And I was asking all those questions and really kind of crying out to God and just trying to figure out what the heck just happened. And my mom uh, comes to the door of the room and she said, I've been going through your dad's briefcase and I found a uh, something that your dad was going to give to you on this trip. And she has some papers in her hand. I literally have no idea what this is about to be. And she walks across the room and hands me these papers. And at the top, it says, dear Blake, Natalie and Marcus, my sister and brother's name. And she said, for the last couple of months, your dad's been writing you a letter. And uh, even before I read that letter, Sue, I knew that this was going to be my dad's last words to me. And then I just, I felt my dad loves me. Like, my dad would take a couple of months of his life to write a letter, an encouraging letter to me. And basically, I mean, my dad had no idea that he was about to die. He was just knew that his 19-year-old son and 18-year-old daughter and 15-year-old son needed him and needed his voice in our life. And uh, as I read this letter, it was just uh, an amazing letter of an encouragement and um, I get to the last line of the letter uh, and it says, um, Blake, you might be in the minority here on earth for your faith, but I assure you that in heaven, you'll be in the majority. Love your dear old dad in Christ Jesus. So it was just such a, a sense of peace at that moment. It's like, I know where my dad's at right now. And I used to joke with people if God even gave my dad the option to come back to earth, my dad would say, "Nah, I'll just stay right here and I'll wait on them because heaven's so good, you know. Um, and so that letter uh, absolutely uh, got me through that time in my life, as, especially for the next year as I was grieving Um, but for the last 18 years of my life um, as I've gone through different phases of my life from graduating from from college to you know single guy to married guy now I have three children that letter has taken on new meaning and I've told people before that my dad might have drowned that day but his voice did not and so my dad is still his voice is still guiding me uh, all these years and so uh, it was last year that as I was um, a couple of things happened where it was just God made it so obvious. Like Blake, you've got to go help other dads write this letter, and that's how this mission got started.
0: Could you repeat um, your tagline again? So, because now it takes on a lot more depth
1: from hearing your story. I'm on a mission to help one one million dads write at least one well-written, meaningful, lasting legacy letter.
0: And what uh, constitutes? Well written. Now I could tell you because I'm an English teacher. But in your mind, what constitutes a well written legacy? What was the one in between letter? Meaningful. Meaningful. Yeah. Well, I can probably figure that one out too. But <laughs> in your mind, what would you say? I mean, I, I'm not going to have you give the whole conference, but
1: quickly. Well, I tell dads that this isn't the type of letter that, like, on maybe on Valentine's Day you know, you go to the store and you buy a card for your wife and then out in the car, you like write some sweet things down really quickly. I was like, this is a letter that you put some thought into that knowing that your children are going to have this for the rest of their life, but also their grandchildren, your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. This is the type of letter that this is going to be. When you hand them this letter, they're going to know you worked on it for a month or two. It's going to carry some weight. And so, Uh, I've I've created a a course and I do some group coaching and some personal coaching to help dads uh, write this letter and really get started. Because what I realized is is it's kind of overwhelming for a dad to think through all of this. And then I just know that as I've done research and I know what children need to hear from their dad. So I really help dads like think through not only what they want to tell their children. What I tell dads is, hey, you have a legacy letter in your heart. I'm just going to help you get that letter from your heart to your mind to a piece of paper. But there's also some things that your children need to hear from you that will help them have a more successful life in the next one years, next five years, next 10 years, next 20 years, if you tell them these things. So we walk through um, the three things that every person needs to hear from their dad. Um, I love you unconditionally. Um, I'm proud of you, not for um, what you've done, um, but who you are. And I believe in you. And so if a person has those three things from their dad, that's what I tell the dads like, man, if you get that part of the letter, right. I mean, there's some other things we're going to write we're going to write some advice to your children. Um, You know, imagine yourself on your deathbed and your children have their entire life ahead of them. Um, You know, what are, what are the three to five pieces of advice that that are going to get them through life? Mm. Like, you know, that they're going to have failures because we all have failures. You know, they're going to have moments um, where they're not sure what to do. Um, so for me, like my dad, the things that he wrote, there's some, maybe some specific advice in there, but then there's some general advice that I've faced different decisions. I mean, my dad, what he, what he used that letter to was to point me to our perfect heavenly father and to help me think um, about my legacy and to live with more of an eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. And so as I faced different decisions in life, I kind of run through that filter um and well, you
0: told me earlier that you were going you're heading towards becoming a cpa or something like that and then after your dad's death and you <clears throat> saw how brief really life is that you decided to go into full-time christian ministry and see that he already
1: well, taught
0: you as well as modeled for you as well as advised you as something that you lived out
1: yeah, absolutely. I, I felt God was calling me to do collegiate ministry, but it was one of those things. I was like, God, are you sure you're calling me to do this? Cause I was like, this is not the, the track that I was on, but it was my dad's voice in my head saying, Hey, if God is calling you to do this, it may not make sense to the world, but it doesn't matter. And you may not be able to see two, three, four, five steps down the road, but you can trust God and he's going to take care of you.
0: How do you help uh, the man, <clears throat> the strong silent types? Like my husband or my dad was really quiet. I knew he loved me though. And he got more verbal as he got older. So how do you help that man in the middle of all his vocation, he's really trying hard to put uh, food on the table for his family, but he doesn't really say I love you very easily out loud. So how do you help them even want to join your program.
1: <laughs> well, so my dad was that type of person. He wasn't just like a overly vocal <clears throat> person. When I got a letter from him, I wasn't thinking, oh, my dad wrote another letter. It's like, I mean, this is the first letter he had written this. And wow. so I don't know, I don't know what actually inspired him to write that, write this letter. Um, obviously God did and God knew what was going to happen. Um, and so I, you know, I, I think I've tried to help dads understand um you know the importance of their voice and the importance of uh writing it down um and and getting your thoughts down onto a piece of paper so it's like okay once we cross that hurdle and then just this idea hey i, I can help you write um a letter that you want to write and it's okay like you're not a perfect dad i mean i'm very I come, I say that a lot. Like, Hey, you don't have to be the perfect dad. You're, you're definitely not the perfect dad because nobody is. And you don't even have to say the perfect thing. Like like your children are not even expecting a letter from you. And so whatever you say, like, you don't have to be a novelist or an author um, like you're speaking from your heart. And so it doesn't have to be perfect in any way. Um, And so some dads, you know, maybe get overwhelmed, like, Oh, it has to be a three page thing or a five page thing. I'm like, no, just, you just you just start writing. We're gonna walk through the different that you know. I have an outline for dads to look at, and there's other letters that they can look at and get examples from. Um, but hey, we're just gonna follow this outline, and I've broken it down to certain sections. And so we're just don't even think about the big letter. Let's just focus on this section right here. And the next the next lesson, we're gonna focus on this section. and then when you've got it all done, you've got a letter. You know.
0: I love what you said that they won't even be expecting it because that makes it all the more special and also it makes you feel, when you feel uh, insecure, the man who's writing it who's insecure, um, more free to say what they really want to say because it really doesn't matter how they say it, it's that they said it right? And, um, and it's just so that much more amazing that you get this surprise treat from your dad. What do you say to the women listening today who um, are single parents and so they don't have that dad's voice into their kids lives what could you do to comfort them or strengthen them
1: yeah that's a great question that's true for uh, a lot of people um well obviously a a mom or a grandmother has an important role i mean i would not be where i'm at if it's not for my mom and then my two grandmothers And i've gotten i've received a lot of letters from both of my grandmothers and i i you know I wouldn't obviously would not be on this mission if it wasn't for my dad, but I would not also be on this mission to be am if it wasn't for the women in my life who have been there to give me confidence and believe in me. Um, you know, it's just amazing when you have someone that just believes in you. Like I remember a few years ago, my mom said, um, Blake, I don't know what you're going to do in life, but I just know that you're going to be successful in it. Like I just believe in you. And so, you know, there's been different moments where I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, like you know, I don't know my future, but it's I keep my mom those words that my mom told me and keep coming back. It's like, well, my my mom believes in me. <laughs> uh, me too.
0: Tell me, um, what's the difference between I'm proud of you and I believe in you?
1: Yeah, so I, I'm proud of you is um, focus on like who you are and your character um and then I believe in you is very much like looking forward to your future okay. and thinking through like you know whatever life comes at you you know, you know whatever you are going to do in life whatever vocation you try to do or as a parent like man I believe in you that you're going to be successful mm. uh, so practical
0: yeah we all need to hear
1: that oh yeah and then I when you are
0: think of all the the kids in the street who don't have dads who are at home who never get to hear this. You know, it just breaks my heart. I'm sure it breaks yours too.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. And you know, we talk about the power of father's voice and what I tell dads is it's not if your voice is going to be in your child's life, because I don't care if you've never met your dad, you still have this longing to know your dad and you still have this voice where, uh, you know, I've talked to people and they're like, well, because I didn't have a dad, I was believing this lie that uh, my dad didn't love me or he didn't care about me and I'm I'm not important. And so that was their father's voice who they didn't even audibly heard that. And so I tell dads, um, it's like uh, several years ago, I met a man um, in his 70s, very successful from a worldly perspective, like in business was a CEO and I'm, I'm talking to him at Panera and he said, I still, he kind of admitted to me. He said, I'm still um, living every day to make my dad proud. And his dad had died 20 years before. And this man, his dad had never clearly communicated to him what it took to make him proud. And so this man was just almost in anguish, like just making decisions every day, just hoping that his father who had died 20 years before would be proud of him. And so uh, it's, you know, his father's voice was, was, Definitely in his life. So, this is what I tell dads like, man, I, you know, your voice is going to be there. Let's make sure you communicate things that are going to serve your children well and help them be more successful. It's like Kobe Bryant, the basketball player. I was watching, it. he recorded an interview um, a year before he died. And he said, when he was 12 years old, he was playing basketball in a summer league. He didn't score a single point. He said he was just horrible. And at the end of the season, his dad came up to him and put his arm around him and said, Kobe, I don't care if you score 60 points or score zero points. I just love you. And he said that that was the best thing that his dad could have ever told him because it freed him up to just like go for it. He's like, I've already got my dad's love. Now I, c- I can risk it. I can really practice hard and just go for it.
0: A couple things. things. Uh, you sort of already answered it, but I said, um, I was thinking, what can you say to the person whose father did not leave this kind of legacy of i love you i'm proud of you i believe in you go
1: ahead what do i say to that person yeah. mm-hmm. well i do talk in, in the course that i've created um so one of the things that we do is the dads write a letter to themselves from their father and it's the, the what letter a their great
0: fa- idea did you think of that
1: yeah it's, it's the letter their father never wrote i can't i don't i, I mean I don't I'm sure I heard it somewhere. I don't know. But yeah, we can't, we created one of the lessons, the letter that your father never wrote you. And of course, you know, that, that can be painful. Um, And so it's good, but it's good for someone to work through that. But it also helps you think through, oh, my dad never said this to me. So I want to make sure and say this to my children. Now, the very next lesson, so this is kind of the prep course. Like I help dads come up with their family vision and why they're writing this letter. Cause I tell dads, Hey, you're about to write this really big letter. Let's, let's get your heart and mind in a right spot before you start writing this. But the next lesson after that is on forgiveness. Wow. Um, because unforgiveness is one of the biggest cancers that you can be carrying around in your life. And so obviously we just talked about your dad and and your dad did come up short because no dad is perfect. And so we just want to make sure we don't have any unforgiveness towards our dad. And obviously for some people that could be like, they might need some help working through that um, from a professional. Um, But uh, my my biggest advice is, yeah, forgive your dad. And what I tell dads, especially dads who, who know they've messed up, um, cause that's one of the, 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 lessons we go through when you're writing your letter is we apologize to our children and we express regrets. Um, but most people are, are pretty quick to forgive their dad because they, they, they see their dad as the hero and, you know, they want to forgive their dad. So, um, so I help dads forgive their own dads, but also ask for forgiveness.
0: I love that. And it touches on so many core needs that the gospel answers. We haven't really talked about how Christianity enters into this, but, um, I can see how there's a beautiful crossover and a path to uh, lead people to the Lord who want to be a good dad, but they don't know God as their perfect father yet. But one thing I want to mention before we close is I see this as such a terrific ministry to other people's children. I've had a lot of people in my house because my kids are uh, like to invite their friends over like their soccer parties and all that sort of thing. And I just did what came naturally and, um, and then i found out later that my daughter's girlfriend whose parents were divorcing liked to come to my house because i made sure i made sure i made her chocolate cake or something you know something very small has a way of creating a love pocket for that person. So I see this as a ministry, not only for these dads to their own families, but just think about some dads well, some men don't ever have children, but they father a lot of other kids, either in the youth group or just neighbors. And have you seen that at all work uh, in your ministry where you're really helping other kids whose dads will never come to your conference or never write a letter to still feel loved by God?
1: Well, you know, so we're still pr- pretty early on, so uh, I don't have a ton of those stories. But man, absolutely, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that I'm going to speak to the Arizona Cardinals football team.
0: Oh yeah, tell and, that
1: story. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the dads or one of the vice presidents of the company, we got connected, and so I started helping him write a letter to his 12 uh, year old daughter and nine year old daughter, and so she's about to be a teenager. And he was like, man, as she goes into these teenage years, I really want to write her this letter. So he wrote her the letter he actually sent me a, an email uh, last week and he said, I just gave her the letter and she went into her room and I could see through the crack in the door of her reading this letter. And then she came out and gave me the biggest hug ever and said, dad, thank you so much for my letter. And so he said, so now there, you got to come talk to the team. And of course, I'm there's a lot of guys in the NFL who grew up without a dad. And so I'm going to get to talk to them um, about um overcoming um, you know, just because you didn't have a great dad, like you can be a great dad um to your children. What I was gonna say is as I get excited about helping guys like that, I'm also putting together a a group of major league baseball dads right now. And we're gonna, they're gonna write letters to their children. But I get excited about once I can get into the prisons because of COVID, you can't do that right now. But um in helping the dads in prison who write a letter to their children who are out. And, you know, helping their, their children not end up in prison one day. Wow. Um, but it, it's, it's really, it's really neat as you know, it's, it's for the kids, but as it, the person who feels the most immediate impact is the dad. Um, it's kind of like writing down your goals. Once you write down your goals, you're more likely to achieve them. And so dads are coming, getting back to me and say, man, I'm, I'm finding myself being a better Better man, a better person, a better husband, a better dad, because now I'm beginning to live out the things that I wrote uh, in this letter. Wow. So
0: so terrific. Well, thank you so much. Did you have anything else that we didn't cover, uh, wisdom that you want to leave for my audience? I know most of my audience are women, and um, I think they can do the same thing for their kids. You would say the same, I think. Uh. Um, How do we go? not be mad at our husbands if they don't want to do it, <laughs> to approach them. I guess that's a practical bit of advice.
1: Well, I, you know, you can tell your husbands to go to LegacyLetterChallenge.com. Okay. And so that's the web page. And, you know, I have like a video on there that explains my story. Then then, you know, if you're in a, you know, one thing is you could, if you're in a church, you know, you could, I partner with churches, so maybe it's something that instead of you going directly to your husband, you say, hey, maybe this is a good thing for my church to do. And now the whole men's group or men's ministry is doing it, and we're helping the dads that way. It's definitely individual dads are doing it, but it's definitely more fun when you have some other dads that are kind of encouraging you and to do it with them.
0: I think with anything that we're growing in, that it helps to have community well, thank you, Blake. It's been a huge blessing. And um, I'm going to be praying for your ministry. And I know others here will as well, because we <clears throat> we need more of this and the whole thing about the legacy. Your life is counting right now, what? You're 36?
1: 37.
0: 37, so young. You have all these years ahead of you. But what you're doing today is making huge impact in your own kids, which is the most important thing for you and what God wants you to do. And then for all the many um, people who are going to be learning how to do this. I love it that you have a template and that people can just work on it in little baby steps and learn how to write what they really need to say to their kids. So thank you so much and God bless you.
1: appreciate it, Sue. Thanks for having
0: me. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.